0: Hey everybody, Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Reliance School again for the Survival Show Podcast. Thanks for joining me here. Always a pleasure to join you at the Survival Show Podcast. Got a treat for you today, or at least I think it's a treat. You'll have to forgive me because I am I am heavily focused into man tracking, tracking animals, and all sorts of things. I think there's so many incredible life lessons that can be learned from tracking. And so I like to share some of those whenever I get a chance, and here's one of those chances. One of the things that that uh, I'm doing, I'm currently involved with, so you all are getting sort of a sneak peek, is that I am writing a book on animal tracking. It's going to be my my fifth, yep, yeah, my fifth book. That's that's pretty cool. I can't even remember how many books I've written now, but uh, yeah, this is going to be my fifth book. And one of the things I wanted to present as information in this book is why tracking is such a critical component of a life skill. And I, I wrote that up in basically the first chapter of the book. I'm going to share some of that with you today and we're going to take it from there. Now, before we get started on that, because I think this is critical information that you can literally put into action and utilize today just by utilizing tracking as a mode of operation to get there. Hey, join us for a tracking class. We'd love to have you. There's a couple of ways that you can join us for training at Nature Reliance School. That's my school. TSS 10 will give you 10% off. Into our online membership. Golly, I'd love to have you join us there. And TSS 20 will get you 20% off on any in person weekend class here at Nature Reliance School. So, love to have you join us for that. We got people from all over the place coming in. And um, I'm sure there's somebody that hasn't enjoyed class through the years. We've been doing this since 2006, but man, I don't know who they are because. Everybody that I know that speaks up says, yeah, I love this. This is life changing sort of thing. So obviously we'd love to have you join us and we have a really good time around campfire. We have a really good time training people. So sure. We'd love to have you join us with all that said. Now let's get into some tracking. You know, one of my instructors, his name is Mike Hall. He runs Hull's tracking services out of Virginia. I've helped him treat, uh, train a bunch of high speed dudes and uh, he's just a wealth of information. He's just one of those guys that have always just given me open access to whatever he's got. Uh, just just a fantastic tracker, just a fantastic tr- uh, teacher, mentor. Uh, he's been a good guy for me. F- fantastic. But one of the things he said... Early on, he says it all the time in every class he teaches, but I picked it up. Obviously, the first class I ever took with him is that tracking is one of the oldest forms of communication in the world. Now The way he says it is tracking is the oldest newspaper in print and basically that you can read things on the ground that you would have not normally been able to read and decipher. And tracking gives even, you know, uh, possibly prehistorical man the ability to look at it get information from tracking and then utilize it. So from from a development of a species of critter, humans, that is, tracking has been there from the get-go, really. I mean, looking at it, it's a fantastic thing that I think we should all tap into. What you can do by reading the ground is, well, you read the ground, but it's not about just reading the ground. That's what everybody thinks tracking is about. It's about reading animals or about reading weather. It's about paying attention to people and about decision-making and how you can see that in the track line and everything that goes along with it. And there's just so much that goes with it and it's heavily involved practice. And I love teaching people, but one of the things that helps, excuse me, is to understand the animal that you're tracking, for example, if you're tracking animals, let's say I'm going to track a fox. Now, if I know what kind of things a fox, where they like to sleep, what they like to uh, eat, what kind of things they do when uh, they're scared, what kind of things they do, looking for water and shelter and all the things that go along with it, then that helps me focus in on areas that I want to be looking for f- tracks of a fox and so getting into the science of understanding animals is very beneficial whether the animal is a fox or whether it's a human trying to understand human behavior is going to be a critical aspect of this for sure but one of the things that i found that is helpful is for people to see the personal human character traits of us as someone who might be tracking and how does that apply to what it is that we do in daily life? So there's several character traits that I put together for this book that I feel like are critical components of someone that needs to be a good tracker. Okay. And that doesn't mean everybody's designed to be a tracker, but if we can learn something from a bunch of trackers and utilize that, then, hey, we're better for it. Now, the first one of these is honesty. And I don't mean I don't mean just the anti boy who cried wolf type of honesty i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but i'm just talking about honesty to both yourself and others is just absolutely critical and that being honest with yourself is the one that's most often missed what we have happen oftentimes when we're teaching tracking is that people want to be a good tracker the people that come to a tracking class you can imagine they want to be a tracker And what we found is that people will want the tracks to say things and they'll make them say things instead of just allowing whatever the track says to allow it to be said. So you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with others in communication. Hey, I've lost the track line. That's, that's simple. You know, it's not easy to do that sometimes. And so the more honest you are, the better off you're going to be at tracking. And quite frankly, being honest with yourself in daily life is going to be a critical component of you being effective, efficient, and a useful member of society. And so I think honesty being number one here is a critical component. Number two, patience. Whew, man, most of the time you spend tracking, you're really looking for that first track. Unless you're just kind of, you know, you're used to an area and you know where animals travel, you might just be walking through an area looking for a track. So patience is going to be critical. And it's also how we should view our own personal development, if you will, as a tracker and as a person, if we can apply this to daily life, is have patience with ourselves. And one of the most recent podcast that I shared with you all here on survival show podcast. I was talking about some things that I've been doing to work out both physically and mentally, and I'm just being patient with it. The guy that's helping me particularly with my nutrition and my workouts. He's like, man, you don't need to lose more than a pound a week. And there's just going to be a lot of weeks where you gain weight. And, you know, we got a goal of getting down about 50 pounds from where I am now. That'll put me in that 200 pound range. And so to do that, if I if I just went on a starvation diet, a good friend of mine did this recently. He lost forty pounds in literally just a little over a month, and he's he's now talking about how he just doesn't have any energy, doesn't feel like doing anything, and he's just kind of lethargic, and that's due to him basically starving himself to death and wrecking his body. So you know, you got to be patient with both your physical strength, your mental strength, as it relates to tracking, as well as you know daily life. Humility is number three on this list, and it really goes along with honesty. And the key is, and I mentioned this earlier, but you've just got to allow what happens to happen as you are tracking. And you can't force your own preconceived ideas on a track line. It doesn't mean that you don't analyze it, get information from it, and make logical decisions based upon that information. But humility is going to be critical to that. And so we have to be open to what it is that we're seeing in our environment. We have to put what I call self-imposed delusions into a track line, meaning, hey, I'm a great tracker or hey, this, this uh, deer is doing this or whatever. Uh, we, don't, we, can't, we just absolutely cannot do that. We have to read the ground for what it says and don't put anything else on it. The next is what I would call have a keen set of senses. Typically, your tracker, if you think about a tracker you see in the movies, they just see things that other people can't see, right? But there's a whole lot more to tracking than just what you utilize your eyes for. We need, need to recognize what we're hearing. That's with our ears, obviously. For example, if you hear an animal alarming on a hillside across from where you're tracking something, then the animal that you're pushing that's in front of you might be over there. you know. And I, I think of something like a, a deer blowing or... Um, a squirrel barking or any number of alarm calls from birds. These are things that you can hear that is, you know, just as important to finding tracks on the ground as anything else. Next is your nose. Uh, I was in a tracking class many years ago down in North Carolina. I was at Richard Cleveland's earth school. And one of the things that he, on the first day, we had to track him and another instructor, Tom Laskowski from uh, Midwest native skills Institute We had to track them several miles through mixed hardwood forest. And so there was a certain amount of, you know, being a woodsman, I was pretty comfortable with that and did pretty well. But the next day they walked through a pine forest, totally different animal. You all totally different animal tracking somebody through pine woods and pine needles. But one of the things that we discovered about two to three hours into it. And when I say we discovered several other people in the class, I can't remember who came up with it. It wasn't me. But he's like, man, I think I can smell them. Not necessarily them, but he could smell the tracks. And, and listen to me, because this sounds a little bit crazy, but by golly, we put this to work. What we noticed is that there was a certain, and I can't remember, it's been so long. This is, golly, this is good 15 to 20 years ago now. Um, it was a some sort of, I can't remember, lichen or moss. I just can't remember what it was. But anyway if it was crushed, if you pick some up and crush it in your hand, or if you stepped on it, it put off a very particular odor. And so you couldn't, some of us could smell it just kind of in the wind as we were walking. But what we ended up doing was basically didn't getting down on our hands and knees. And we could literally move our nose around and find the stuff where they, the people that we were tracking had actually disrupted and disturbed this lichen. And we basically tracked them with our nose. And so you know, how do you, how do you apply that in normal everyday life? Well, one of the things that we don't recognize is that we put off a lot of basically pheromones off that we don't recognize that we're smelly. And it's one of the things that might make you feel the hair stand up on the back of your neck, or you get your spidey senses on or something of that nature. And it's really your body. Well, let's say a bad guy, a bad aggressor puts off some sort of Uh, Smell that he's going to be aggressive and you smell that, you may not recognize that you smell that, but your body recognizes it. And so when you're getting this spidey sense that something's not right, then it's probably worth your time to get your nose out of your phone. And you should be doing that anyway, but that's beside the point. I know we're going to have our nose in the phone. Get your nose out of the phone. If you get that feeling and look around by golly, I mean, it's just a keen sense. Uh, Another one is your sense of touch. And this is critical to tracking. A lot of times I'll tap the ground next to a track and see if it starts to fall apart. If it's got moisture in it, uh, it won't move at all because the moisture will stick everything together. But if I tap it and it starts to fall apart around the track, then that's probably an, an indicator that things have started to dry. So that's probably an older track. I mean, this is something that's going to require you to look at the ground, obviously, and know the weather patterns. But keen sense of touch is incredible. How do we apply that in daily life? You know how it is. Those that are around you, hug them. Pat them on the back. You know, I had a teacher many years ago tell me, uh, and this was a martial arts teacher, okay? And it, it was a very valuable lesson. He's a turd, by the way. That guy's a turd. But I did learn a lesson from him that I try to apply in the way that I teach And because he was very charismatic, and he was a liar, but he was really good. I mean, he was basically a cult leader, okay? And I didn't realize it at the time, got away from him, thank goodness. But one of the things that he utilized to help him be such a charismatic leader is he said, Craig, you need to touch everybody in class. And that doesn't mean you go up and inappropriately touch them, but pat them on the back, shake their hand. Those that might want a hug, give them a hug. And this person-to-person, body-to-body contact, and again, I'm not saying in an inappropriate manner. I'm just saying, you know, uh, just pat somebody on the back. It's a simple way that I used to do it. Man, you did a good job. Slap them on the back a little bit. Um, that is an incredible connection between you and other people that speaks volumes and it, it makes people feel some people makes them feel awkward. So if that's, if you notice that that's a problem, then don't do it obviously. But I mean, and they'll pull away and you need, and you need to be observant of that and, and recognize people's boundaries. Right. But for the most part, Most humans like that touch. And so that's a critical component of tracking. It's a critical component of daily life. And last on this is what I call personal resourcefulness, which is really what we talk about all the time on the survival show podcast, meaning what kind of things can we do to be more self-reliant? And if that means if I get a call right now, as this podcast is going on, Craig, I need you to come help me track somebody, right? then I've got a pack that's ready to go. You can call it a bug out bag. You can call it a go bag or whatever, but it's basically my bag that I go, that's going to go with me anywhere, whether it's a situation. Cause I mean, if I go on a tracking event, it, it might be something really simple where I'm just tracking for fun with somebody. It might be something where I get to help some search and rescue team or a law enforcement team or whatever, find somebody. And so, uh, what that, what I mean is that in, in a small pack with a few Key items, which we've talked about in numerous podcasts, I can get up and go and I'll be good for two to three days. I'm not going to be exceptionally comfortable, but I'll be surviving and I'll have enough gear that I can get enough rest that I can be a useful tool. And so personal resourcefulness is a critical component of both the tracker and us in general. So I hope this encourages you. And I hope it helps you develop what it is that you need to be more resilient, more self-reliant. That's what I'm all about here on the Manly Musings with their Survival Show podcast. It's just thinking about things out loud that are bouncing around in my head and see where it takes us so i really appreciate you listening in look at the email below so that you can contact us let us know hey man i like that podcast or hey man i didn't like that podcast and they'll pass that information on to me and don't forget tss 10 10 off my online membership at nature Reliance school tss 20 20 off on an on um, in-person class with us at nature Reliance school as always at the survival show podcast keep it simple Be positive and stay sharp.